Uh, Hi, everybody. Good afternoon. Uh, welcome back uh, for episode eight, uh, live from Rabs. And uh, today, Nazareth and I have uh, Joe C., one half of the Joe and Joe crew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brooklyn's own. Brooklyn's own. Joe, Joe Cal. Staten Island's own since 1986, <laughs> but originally Brooklyn's own. Well, Joe, thanks for, for stopping in again with us. My pleasure. Happy to be here. We're doing a little better with the social distancing now yes, that we have yeah. uh, extra people in, in the length. studio today. Arms length, although I miss my friends being closer. I know we have to do it for health reasons. <laughs> Joe's a hugger, so I know he's yeah. having a hard time this with this. This is killing me. I can't hug people. It's killing me. I send the hug emojis, though, when I can. So my uh, heart's in the right place. This, this, after, this morning, uh, Freddie was cleaning up outside, and he, and he uh, was saying, hey, I'd shake your hand. Uh, yeah. We can't do that right yeah, now. No. I said, no, good. I'm not even You know what? I, I have to say, it, it's hard, but I haven't gone in for the hug. Right. I haven't gone in. I haven't Very. just, just hands in the pocket. You see that little coronavirus yeah. picture yeah. floating, and that yeah. prevents me from getting close to people. Yeah, it's that <laughs> little thought above our head. <laughs> yeah. Everybody could see, but we can't see it, but we know it. <laughs> it's just on their face. Yeah. 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 Uh, this is my no-no zone. Just stay yeah. out. Stay yeah. away. Uh, well, thanks for, for joining in. We've got a, a great show. We've got a great weekend. Uh, but today uh, is all about bowling, and we have our, our good friend, uh, PBA and PWBA champion Kelly Kulik on the line with us, and we're going to bring her in. Uh, and I hope you have some questions for Kelly. Uh, send those in through the chat. We're, pay we're doing our best to pay attention. Liz is back with us today, so thank you. Uh, we struggled a little a, a little yesterday without our production, yeah, was, without our uh, producer. So It was not easy, but we made it through, and she's back today, so we're happy. Happy Liz is back. Hey, so, I, I was happy to have her. She opened the door before. So <laughs> I would have been lost trying to open that door, so thank you, Liz. So, hey, quick, as a follow-up from yesterday, uh, we were talking about the uh, Feed Our Heroes campaign that was started through uh, Marco and Tina Gennaro's and, and our friend Kenny Soto through just an idea of saying, hey, we want to we want to participate. So I want to say thank you to those who clicked on the link and made yes. a contribution, whether it be a cash, a cash check or an online donation. Uh, there's already $600 that have come in uh, just to help feed those on the front line. So thank you for doing that. And please, uh, the link will be in, in the comments if you want to uh, contribute to what we're doing here. And uh, we're sending food over to the, those on the front lines, the precincts, the hospitals, uh, those that are we're taking for granted that they're there doing their, their fantastic job. So. Yep. Thank you to those that contributed. You would also saw, if you're paying attention here in the Facebook world and, and SI Live, uh, our local paper uh, picked up. The, our Staten Island Bowling Hall of Fame group also made a contribution of, of food that's sent over to Rumsey, Rumsey today. today. Yes. So yep. thank you the to the uh, Bowling Hall of Fame yep. team. And, and thank you for those who have already contributed or are going to. We know it's not an easy time, so if you are able to, we'd love thank you. Please do. You don't have to, but we'd love for you to if you can. And even those of you who are doing it on your own, I, I, Staten Island is definitely a community of helpers. Definitely. And, um, you know, this is a time when the people that are, I keep using the phrase, in the trenches, but uh, that's when they really could use our help. And uh, everything that's being done to help them, whether you're making masks, which I'm doing, or uh, whether you're sending over food or whatever it is you're doing, that's... Uh, that needs to be done. Yeah, it needs to be done. Definitely. Our fellow bowler and good friend Billy Salvatore was uh, yes. had a yes. demonstration video on his Facebook page on how to make an at-home uh, mask with paper towels, a stapler, and uh, some rubber bands. 
something to, to use. And I don't know if we should be using those in public, <laughs> but they're definitely good for the house if you're opening the door for someone making yeah. a delivery. Very and clear. Billy will be joining yeah. us on Monday and hopefully uh, he'll do a little live demonstration on his mask making. Yes. That maybe yet a little music. We're not a little sure. music. He's been he's been entertaining us. So uh, thanks, Billy, for that. Hey, uh, what, we're going to bring Kelly in, and uh, Kelly Kelly's been patient here with Very us. Patient. Yeah. Kelly, uh, live from. Uh, <laughs> well, I have to unmute her first, right? That would that would be that helpful. Would help. Yeah, <laughs> Hi, Kelly. Yeah. Hello. She got How are we doing today? We're doing just like every other day, staying inside, playing it safe, washing my hands. How about you? Don't touch your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hard to yeah, do, we're doing right? The same, Kelly. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, yes. Yeah. Without a, we're doing the same thing here inside the bowling center uh, for the little bit that we spent here. As you can see, it's a, it's a, it's a little empty. Uh, so we're making the best of it here. So definitely. Yeah, same here. You know, New Jersey, we're on lockdown too. We have been since the 16th and everything. So making the best of the situation, still getting out, doing some exercises, walking around, staying distant from everybody, but enjoying the weather when it is nice out. So staying active and finding little projects along the way to keep me busy. So projects, what kind of projects in the house? I'm assuming you're cooking. So what are you cooking up in the kitchen? <laughs> um. Well, I'm trying to stay away from sweets because if it's only me, they're going to either be eaten or thrown away. So I'm avoiding anything baking or uh, creamery objects. But uh, I've been got an air fryer recently, so I've been practicing with that with some chicken. The pork chops come out great in the air fryer. Made a lentil and kibasi soup, which was really good, trying to experiment with different types of vegetables. Uh, but tonight's Saturday, so I think I'm going to treat myself to some pizza and just kind of chill. The weekends are a little less restrictive, but... Trying to find some new recipes, watching a lot of America's Test Kitchen and Cook's Country, getting some ideas along the way as diners, drive-ins, and dives, and food paradise. So uh, I'm either going to gain 10 pounds or lose 10 pounds during this whole quarantine and shutdown. <laughs> it, it, we, know it's, we, we know it's not easy, especially that our pizzeria has been open. and uh, It's right here. It's literally <laughs> right here. So it's an, it's an arm's length yeah. away. <laughs> trying not to eat too much pizza while we're hanging out in uh, but cooking, uh, you know, you should probably share some recipes with us that we could that we could share with our folks. Uh, I just I've heard Kelly's an amazing cook. I have yet to experience that yet, and I know I will at some point. But uh, I, I look forward to that. But I've heard she's a pretty pretty good cook. Nice. Good. Oh, thanks, Frankie. I just like to dabble a little bit and experiment from time to time. One day I'm going to have my my dream job is to have a brewery with paired with a restaurant with a line dancing floor in the middle. So dancing, uh, eating, uh, and drinking can't go wrong. Nice. Let us yeah. know. We'll, we'll be there. Visit. We'll definitely visit. We're yeah, K2 help. Brew. K2 Brew coming eventually within the next five to ten years. Very good. I like it. She's already got the, she's already got it. She's already got the concept. She's ready to roll. So speaking yep. of dancing, are you keeping active dancing in the house? So funny thing is my group of dancers, we normally dance on Wednesday night at the local Elks Club. I am actually going to teach a lesson to some of our dancers at three o'clock today. When I when I hang up with you guys, I'll be teaching them what a man got to do. Something I learned at a line dancing weekend just recently this month. I won't take a <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
That is awesome. Yeah. I, Ke- Kelly Kelly loves to line dance, and so nice. usually you can put her up on the spot, and really? she'll dance. She'll dance with okay. you. I, she'll even dance solo sometimes. Really? And, and then she'll get everybody else to dance with her. I love it. I'm impressed. <laughs> and pretty much, we've got a we've got a huge dance floor for you. Yeah. If you want to, you can come yeah. to the studio here and line dance. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure the approaches just make it very easy to slide on through and do those steps. So yeah, have to take advantage of that. I, I like that uh, Hillary just it, it to, says, uh, "Would you consider adding a few lanes alongside your dance floor?" There you go. <laughs> oh God, that would be great. A little private seat, a little private, you know, section for those special events and everything would be fabulous too. So this has to be t- this has to be tough for you, uh, not being able to go bowl, not be- being cooped up inside. Uh, how, how are you, as far as your bowling and staying active? Uh, you dancing and eating is one thing, but bowling and staying active while you're at home, uh, what's that look like for Kelly? Yeah, you know, Frank, it's very interesting. Um, parts of the country still aren't entirely shut down, so I know some of the ladies have been able to get out to the centers and practice or have a private facility near them. Um, I, mental and visualization is really comes in hand right now. That's what you have to take place. So the, the few minutes a day of closing my eyes and seeing myself bowling, also looking at old videos, past wins, past victories, or times when I bowled really well physically and kind of, uh, recollecting and, and re flashing back to those times, you know, so I kind of stay sharp. We've, we've been taught many, many years with the Team USA program and junior kids as well. And Carol Norman hearing her speak that visualization is almost as powerful as doing the active bowling itself. So really having a quiet mindset, you know, recollecting all the good times and uh, what do I want to achieve when I do get out on the lanes. That's great. That's great, Kelly. Uh, I mean, that visualization goes back to uh, cyber vision with uh, yeah. Johnny Begley yeah. and Marshall Holmes. Yes, fellow Jersey like- boy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. But original Brooklynite. <laughs> so, Johnny, uh, I thought Johnny was originally Staten Island. No, Brooklyn. No, Brooklyn. He's Brooklyn. Brooklyn. He made you know, right. Brooklyn and Staten Island, then Jersey, like eighty <laughs> percent of everybody did. So yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, very powerful what the mind can do. So that's well, I'm trying to stay active that way. And I was planning on cutting back this year anyway. So uh, when we do get the the free range to go back out and practice, I'll uh, I'll head over to Jersey Lanes, John Fatigue and and Chuck owns that place as well as Parkway Lanes and stuff, and and get my my practice time on the lanes when when it turns around. So you mentioned cutting back uh, for any reason in particular. Uh, the the last few year, I just I did really enjoy it out there. Um, the the PWA, I'm, we're so excited that it's back and it's thriving on every level, and the ladies have a platform to perform and, and really have success and and be televised with CBS Sports Network. Uh, for me, it's just that the formats were very intense, and for a short period of time, I just didn't enjoy it as much as I used to. So I was going to scale back a bit and bowl mainly all the majors and in part of the um, probably at least half of the other events itself. And when I talked about K2 Brew, you know, I'm just trying to almost like a midlife crisis, find myself what my next step is going to be. Where do I want to see myself going from here? Bowling does have a bright future ahead of it. I'm just not sure where my future is going to be as being a part of the culture. So just going to scale back a little bit and see what happens. You never know. If I get out there and have some victories along the way, I may bowl full-time again and and, uh, change my mindset. I just – I don't have the motivation right now to to get out there and bowl full-time. Well, I would hope uh, that you would still remain as a commentator because I don't know about anybody else, but I love listening to your uh, insight 
watching bowlers compete and maybe give us a little peek inside what might be going on inside their minds. We, I, I mean, I personally love that. Oh, I, I appreciate the compliment. And to all the people and fans out there, I've, I've received a lot of positive feedback from my commentating alongside Dave Ryan, as well as some other fellow analysts along the way. So I, I do plan to stay active with that. I was originally scheduled to do the Collegiate Nationals next month, unfortunately got canceled. Uh, if, if our schedule, whenever it does pick up with Junior Gold, I am signed on to do those telecasts as well. I've always tried as a commentator and an analyst to highlight the, the ladies in front of the camera. I was, personal opinion, I was never a big fan of John McEnroe because he always seemed to talk about himself more than the people on the court. So whenever you're in front of the camera, I always want to highlight the women, what they do well. And with bowling, you know, sometimes just trying to find that little minute thing is so difficult in a split second. But I always try to be honest and say, you know, I really don't know what happened on that delivery. And I, I want to be able to relay it to the fans at home so they can understand it and they can apply it to their game and have success as well. It's just about growing the sport and having fun. So one of our interviewers that's not here today uh, wanted to ask the question. He in particular likes your reference to uphill and downhill. Uh, <laughs> okay. Commentating. So maybe you give us a little insight into that. Yeah. So often enough, downhill, the ball is going to pick up speed. So it's making its directional change and most likely going towards the pocket. When the ball is really struggling, it's trying to climb itself uphill. So picture yourself on a bicycle pedaling at the the lowest notch on your bicycle pedaling uphill. It's really struggling. The ball is struggling to get back to the pocket. So when I use those phrases, the jersey slang, uh, uphill and downhill, uphill, you're struggling. Downhill, it's it's clear way all the way to the path to the pocket. I like that because, it again, it makes a visual picture yeah. of what you're describing. So and that's why I sure. always like that too. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah, and you know, one of the big things on TV, people mis misconfuse uh, axis tilt and axis rotation. And the two are very simple. If you look at a tire, um, basically staring at a tire, your, your left rear tire, your driver's tire, and it just goes around and around. That's 90 degrees of, of axis rotation. Like Pete Weber, that they always use him as an example. Axis tilt, the best example I can give is picture a stunt car, all right? And both tires all of a sudden go up a ramp, and then the, the car is tilted on its side. It's on a very small tread of tire. So the, the smaller the tread, the higher the car is going to be, the lower the person's tilt is. But when the ball starts to lose speed as it gets the car goes closer to the ground and more tread is covering it, they have a higher tilt. So some good examples there and good visualizations you can use to kind of explain the difference between the two. That's great. That's really good. It's, it's got to truly be hard. And I've, I've been there when uh, you haven't made the show and it's frustrating because you'd rather be bowling, right? So rather than being behind the, behind the scenes, we do appreciate having someone like you back there because you, you're great at it. We would rather be watching you, but we know that's a struggle. How how real is that struggle? Uh, I'm I'm an honest person, Frank. It it sucks. It really does suck. Especially the last few events, I finished six and just outside the show three times in a row. So it really it puts it puts a damper on my heart and my mind. And sometimes it starts to put in some doubt and some questioning. Maybe yeah. that's one of the reasons I'm kind of stepping back a little bit. I'm just, I always want to win, but it just seems I'm, I've become a really good loser instead of a winner. So um, it does. But again, the fact that I can make some income and, and, and again, highlight the women on the show and, 
and bring justice to their their level and skills and you know just the arena itself and the setting that we're in and hopefully see women's bowling grow and expand even more to where there's more sponsors you know that's where i've kind of devoted myself my time and energy to to continuing to try to make it better but damn it do i want to be on the other side of the camera absolutely it sucks every time i'm not what do you i'm sorry what do you what do you think of when you after that happens and now you're going in the booth What's where? What's the happy place that you think of, uh, so that you could stay uh, stay sharp as much as you can without worrying about being on the lanes, but putting back that putting that smile back on. What do you, What do you close your eyes? What's that happy place for for Kelly? Um, <laughs> the after party. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, honestly, I think because I've really enjoyed working with Dave Ryan. And when I get to be beside him, you know, first he's always complimentary of, of my performance and, and he wants me to be in front of the camera too. But being able to work with him side by side and learning from him some more and then having that energy level, he excites me to, to be a good commentator and a good color analyst as well. So I, I really do enjoy working with him and getting to have that part of it. Um, you know, after... I would say it, it drives me to work harder and I, I do work hard in the gym, not necessarily as much on the lanes as I probably should have. And again, my mindset has changed a lot in the last year. I just, I have to say personally, just the, the loss of my mother, she was my biggest connection and one that I could relate the bowling to a lot. And, you know, I lost her and I kind of lost a little bit of love that, that went with her. So that's a big part of it. And then, like I said, the formats that were scheduled to change this year, and be a little bit kinder to the athletes, you know, instead of having two blocks of eight games with five women on a pair and, and, and being in a bowling center 18 to 19 hours a day, they were kind of changing the, the pattern. So it'd be interesting to see what the formats are going to bring and, and maybe a little bit easier to the mind and the body. But, um, yeah, it just, it sucks. Well, Kelly, on that note, we do like to hear your Jersey slang when you're on television. So even though you missed the cut, at least we get to hear the Jersey talk. It's all good. <laughs> Thank so you. I, I have to, I can't talk too fast. That's uh, okay. Listen, you're, you're in good company here because New York, Jersey, Tri-State, we're all running around with our hair on fire talking, right? So. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So I have a couple of questions for you and I'm going to have to ask a couple of questions on behalf of my buddy, Joe, who's the other half of the Joe and Joe team. Naz already covered one of them, but I think I got the rest. But so um, the first question I have for you is a two part. Uh, before you turned pro, what was it that you took from bowling in college? And what was it that you took from when you were a little bit younger bowling in, say, like state tournaments? What did you take from like both to help you become a better pro and help you become the bowler that you, you are? Uh, you know, the biggest thing I learned in college is we all didn't have to get along to bowl well together. And uh, if there were there were some interesting. We had teammates, you know, when there's Moorhead State had three women's team that traveled each weekend. So you had 15 to 18 to 20 women plus another 12 to 15 men because it was a club sport. So that was really a privilege to be able to bring everybody and compete week in, week out. But there were times where you just you didn't get along with each other off the lanes. So the communication skills. Of, of how you related to people in that team environment really prepared me that, hey, you're not everyone's going to like you, and that's okay. So that was my mind. Um, that's what I took away from college. As a kid, you know, I, the energy that I had, the energy I get from watching the youngsters bowl motivates me to practice. But I just 
I wanted to be the best no matter what. It doesn't matter male, female, you know, stroker, hook player, anything. I just wanted to be the best athlete that I possibly could have been. And, and that's why I had all that energy. And I, I played multiple sports, you know, in my hall of fame speech, it was, it was funny. It was a joke, but my mother would say, you know, need a plumber, call Kelly, need a rabbi for a brisk, call Kelly, need a carpenter, <laughs> call Kelly. I, I mean, I, I wanted to do it all no matter what it was. I wanted to do it all. I just, I have that mind that really wants to explore everything and try everything and, and do everything physically. I, I'm, I'm terrible on a computer. I can't figure how to move music files to my phone right now. That's my next project. But make me dig a six foot grave, you know, manual labor. That's what I want to do. I like physical stuff. I like feeling strong. And that's what I got from Bowling Young, just to, to really try everything. Try everything once. You never know if you're going to like it or hate it. Well, that's a, that's a great answer, Kelly. Uh, you know what? Um, yeah, see, that? I learned something else now, too. I mean, you took such, you, you went really deep there from when you were younger and how that helped you when you got a little bit older and went off in bowl college. And I like the fact that even though we all want to get along, sometimes you're going to have people that just cap you and kind of rub you the wrong way. You have to block that out and focus on you. So that, that's, yeah. that's really, that is, a, that is a great answer. My next question I have is, because I'm a throwback kind of guy, being a Johnny fan from back in the day, back in the Brooklyn days, um, how do you think your game would have been? How would you have matched up? If you can go back in a time capsule, if you were back in the mid-70s to late-70s to early-80s with rubber bowling balls, and then when urethane first came out, bowling on wooden lanes, how do you think you would have fared back then bowling against guys like, I don't know, like uh, Dick Ritger and Jim Stefanich and Larry Lobb and guys mm -hmm. like that? Oh, wow. What? That's never had that question posed to me. You know, <laughs> Not on me. Welcome well, to Life, life of Rounds. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's awesome because, you know, being East Coasters, we grew up on Wood Lane. So that's that was built in my DNA. So we had free hook all the time. I mean, even going to the Hodge Lanes, I think Gil Hodge's Lanes over in Brooklyn over there and practicing. I mean, if you threw it to the 10 pin, you almost took off the 7 pin. So you guaranteed friction. Um my straight game was not as good as it is now. My my hook game was stronger a lot back then. So obviously when we got to the second round, when they opened up more, I probably would have fared really well and moved up the stepladder. Um, you know, watching those guys back then and and what they did. I mean, Dick used to tell stories about lofting over the right gutter to get it to hook down the lane. And then when you're on the burn squad at nighttime, just trying to throw as hard as you can to the head pin. Um so, yeah, different times. I don't know how I'd fare. Probably very similar to how I did on the men's tour. My pocket percentage was really good and high, but my carry percentage was not. So I was, I got nine a lot. That should have been my, my uniform number for softball. Should have been nine. I should have carried that all the way through. But I think I would have done fairly well being younger, athletic, and uh, I'm sure I would have turned a few heads back then. Yeah, you probably would have. You probably would have. And I have one more question for you is – who do you think is the greatest athlete to ever come out of Moorhead State? You or Phil Sims? Uh, <laughs> oh, no pressure. Um, well, actually, I, I'm in MSU Hall of Fame, but not for sports because bowling was a club sport. I'm in their alumni regular Hall of Fame. Um, how the hell they found Phil Sims in good old Moorhead, Kentucky beats the crap out of me. I really don't know. Uh, clueless. Um, the man is he, he soft-spoken. He seems like a Kentuckian, even though he isn't. But 
he got more notoriety than I did. But, you know, hey, the first woman to win a men's national event, that, that's pretty damn big. So I think uh, I think I helped put more head on the map just as much as he did. Maybe I, a little bit more. I'm going to say yes, Kelly. You get you get it. I'm going to go one and one A, and you get the you get a little bit of the edge because I'm a Jets fan. So you get a little <laughs> bit of so. Yep. All right, and you know I can't even root for the Jets or the Giants, guys. I'm sorry. They represent New York, but they play in New Jersey. You know, come yeah. on. <laughs> Good answer. You mentioned being a first, and you have so many um, so many bowling and non bowling first to your credit. Um, a Spider-Man comic book. You're a Spider-Man comic book star. Yep. And there she is, <laughs> looking fierce. Um, you were uh, the first and probably, I think, only bowler to be featured on uh, ESPN, the magazine's Bodies We Want issue. Uh, you yep. were the only woman PBA major title holder and the first woman to win a professional bowler's title. That's a lot of firsts. Um, you talked about pushing yourself, not just to be the best female bowler, but to be the best. Do you think that that was some of the things that helped you achieve some of these firsts? Um, not so much the act. I mean, the, the Spider-Man comic book was was really, I, I met Peter David's daughter at a pro-am and I was nice and I talked to her and I helped her with her game and he remembered that. And then obviously we were in New York and I bowled the tour stop and he introduced himself. I was 63rd in the field of 64 and the guy still came up to me and said, would you want to be in a comic book? And I like, you talking to me, you know? So I um, can't say that. It's just, there, there is no bar for me. There, there is no finale. There's no, there's no stopping because as I age like a good bottle of wine, I'm just going to get better. And, and the accolades will still be there. It'll be a senior event next. It'll be, you know, winning the tour, the team trials two years in a row and being the oldest to, to win that. I, I didn't even think about age as being a number. Um, it's really about self-satisfaction. I always, I always said one of my quotes was being satisfied, uh, being great means never being satisfied. You know, what is greatness? How can you measure it? Because it's measured at different different decades to different athletes. I mean, Jason Belmonte is considered the best of, of athlete bowler right now in the world. And he should be, he's got more majors than anybody. I go back to the seventies though. And, and Johnny Petraglia winning a title in every decade. I mean, how many people can actually say that? So there's always going to be different levels of greatness, but the magazine was great. I mean, Hugh Hefner, I always joked he was never going to call me and it's, it's still a body I was proud of. I'd like to have been in more better shape than what I was, but I was still proud and, and honored to be asked. And then some of the other firsts along the way, my mother always was proud of that. She's like, you're the first. You're the first. Missy was the first one to join the PBA. Um, I think she might have been the first one to win a regional. I won a regional and then the national title. But then Liz Johnson was the first one to make a national show. So without those other pioneering women before me to allow me to have those opportunities, I don't know if that would have been possible. So a lot of my first have have to be credited to other women taking the risks and um, and and putting us out there. Great, great, great answer. answer, great answer. Women, a woman of first. It really is incredible when you think about all of those feats. And so Naz just told give you your bio like you didn't know, but it it, 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 it really is. Incredible. So how about the you mentioned it, the senior tour or, or the oldest to do something? How does that sit, Kel? Because you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I just turned 43. 
two birthdays I'll remember. I'll remember my 40th. It wasn't the greatest 40th. And 43 because that's when everything shut down. March 16th was when New Jersey was going to shut down. So not a oh, great wow. day. Um, but, yeah, you know, bowling, the longevity of the sport itself is what makes it so great and appealing to so many human beings. You know, I, I think I look at Lenny Borsch and, and Johnny's still bowling. He's got some health issues, but he's still a presence through Brunswick and the senior tour and the legacy that he has developed and, and built is just unheard of. Carmen Salvino was still bowling this year. Um, good, maybe not, but the fact that he's still upright and delivering a bowling ball against the best field in the world is fantastic. That presence has to be there. So Team USA, we have the senior events along the way, and I've, I've watched those women from other countries get better, and that's what I enjoy going back to see. Meeting these other women and, and competitors of the World Cup and, and other cultures and how they've developed their program. And I, the woman from Ethiopia just, Ethiopia was so gracious. She goes, I learned to bowl by watching YouTube videos of, of me. And I was fascinated by that, how much I could have and the development with the kids in Junior Team USA. So there is no end in sight. The only end in sight is, is when I'm six feet under, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, bowling is in my DNA. It's in my blood. Even if I get away from it for a while or take a step um, to the side for it, it's still going to be a part of me. But I, I do. There's there's no ending in sight. And, you know, I, I'll be one of those senior bowlers. USBC is, is highlighting 99-year-old nine, Kelly Kulik averaging 165 in her Sunday Trios League is what I look here for one day. It's all the golden oldies here with us on Mondays. Right? Yeah, the golden girls. We'll be the golden girls. <laughs> hey, Kel, I just want you to know you are always with us here at Rabs. You are hanging in the office. <laughs> as your comic book character just ha hangs there as, as, a, as an awesome reminder of, of that. So I uh, just know you're always here, and I know you'll, you'll, uh, you'll be back soon. Uh, yeah, that's so cool. We were just we were just talking about. I started digging through stuff to go get the comic book, and I, I said we'll, we'll find it another time. It's it, it's in there somewhere. Uh, okay. I, I just I can't get past it. She says the oldest to do something. I think that's crazy. <laughs> so there's, there's more firsts in my future, you know. I'm sure there is. So you're right, girl. It's never ending. Look at Walter. Walter Ray is another great example who's out there yeah. pushing, pushing and pushing and pushing. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. I mean, here's a man in his 60s now. He just turned 60 and he's bowling two handed and he shot 300 bowling two handed. I mean, yeah. talk about a person who do, he keeps looking for the challenge through every hallway he walks down. I mean, this yeah. guy never gets tired of bowling, which is amazing to me like I, I think people have a breaking point Walter is not one of those people he can he can take a break but I think he has to stay very active I think his mind needs to stay busy and uh, I mean he's still dominating on the senior tour at, at 60 years old so kudos to him yeah very driven Absolutely. very driven so you want to get some questions yeah we had I was gonna uh, I think it's this one here we go we had a, we had a couple questions from our from the from our folks that, that are watching uh, so sure. Nathan's got a question. Uh, what Kelly, what's your go-to ball for tournament play? And I, this is an open question because you, you have new equipment all the time every yeah. time you go out and bowl. But is sure. There, is there uh, let me tell you, the ball that's always in my bag is a solid phase two. I, I can't go anywhere internationally, domestically, without at least one of those bowling balls in my bag. So that's for sure. There used to be the IQ Tour, but now phase two every single time I, I travel out the door with my bowling bags. I, I can't say anything. I it, I, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had, a, I had a, a couple, a couple of good games. 
the first 800 in quite some, some time. So yeah. that's not getting retired anytime soon. And that's just for me. So to hear that from you, that's, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yep. Uh, and yeah. it smells awesome. Yeah. The first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, there's a, a question from Chris. Tips about staying fit during the quarantine. So a little bit of a theme here. We've been talking the last few days. How do we keep ourselves moving and active and ready to go? So we talked about dancing, but and, and that is great exercise. But when it comes to being fit for bowling, is there something that you're, you're doing on a regular basis that you can or even suggest for doing at home? Yeah, you know, when the weather's great, go out for a walk. You don't have to jog. You don't have to run. You can just go for a walk. So this morning I already walked to the post office and back. It was 2.6 miles round trip. So that was great. Um, I'll give you a little. My, my house is kind of a mess, but on the floor here, I've got my elastic bands. I don't know if you can see those. Yeah. yeah. But I've got my resistant band, so I put them on the door, and I'm doing some workouts that way. You know, you don't need any weights. You can just use your body weight to, to do squats, lunges, flexibility, stretching, all that great stuff. Best body exercises are planks, push-ups, jumping jacks. Um, if you can do squats and lunges for sure. And if you can do any type of chest press or anything, but that you get benefit from the push-up. So everywhere you look now, there's Facebook challenges going on, you know, do 100, do 200, the 30-second workout. We've been fortunate that one of our instructors at the YMCA that I sub for occasionally, he's been posting these little two-and-a-half to five-minute videos on WhatsApp and doing rounds of three um, three rounds of each so we've been i've been staying fit that way there really is no excuse you can't say hey i didn't have time because i think we all have a little bit extra time than we prepared for so uh, just movement mobility get out and walk get out and work in your yard when it's nice climb the stairs walk to the post office go to the farmer's market instead of driving there you know less contact with your car and, and touching things so you know be mobile and do that and then basic knowledge everybody knows back from elementary school what those basic exercises are you don't need weights you just need your body weight and you need some creativity in your mind we've been talking about that too walk around the block don't yeah. go to the park yeah. don't go to the park right yeah. walk, walk around, around the block, block. keep yeah. your distance yep. uh, that's the best thing to do yeah, for sure that. Yeah. Uh, yeah exactly so flow flow has a question here and so we were talking about food earlier so when you're out bowling it can't be an easy thing to to eat and diet or watch watch what you're eating uh, so I, I guess I was a fan, a fan of the farm to table diet. Uh, so do you have any tips to eating healthy uh, while on the go or while you're uh, while you're on tour? Uh, the biggest thing, if, if you can food prep your your own type of food at home and bring it with you, that's the best idea. Uh, I have a lot of supplement protein powders I love to take and mix into my oatmeal so I get a little more extra benefit there. You know, bananas and peanut butter, easy snack to eat while you're bowling. Nuts are very good. Granola. Grapes are great. Some fruit with a low glycemic level. Things that are handheld. Protein bars are great, but you still need carbohydrates while you're active. And, and you know, our blocks can go for four and a half hours. So you have to have some type of energy level. Cliff bars and Gatorade makes these little energy chews, something to have along the way. But anything that has a skin on it so it's easy to eat or you can pre-slice and bring along with you. I just bought recently some of those little cereals, you know, I can throw into my suitcase. So if I need something at nighttime when I go back, you know, a little bit of almond milk or, or stop at the gas station and pick up some, some milk or protein drink to add in along the way. Creativity again comes to mind. Uh, green beans are great raw, kind of scary, but you know, here you have a vegetable. If you just clean them up and, and, and keep them in a little ice box or a little, um, 
carrier that you use for the kids going to school in the lunch boxes, you know, there's, there's a green vegetable and it's something good for you, carrots as well. So any type of food that you like that's accessible, again, has a skin and is easy. You know, again, you have to get creative, but uh, half a peanut butter sandwich. I love half a peanut butter sandwich. I bought my pantry. I didn't panic, but I, I, I've got kind bars. I've got protein bars. I've got um, Nutri-Grain, Nutri-Valley bars. Jerky, it's a little high in sodium, but it's another. It's a great source of protein along the way. So you just have to find the balance of carbohydrates while you're staying active. And then, again, pre-planning is the best option. And that, that's great, uh, great tips for our kids going out to Junior Golds. Uh, and, and you've been there, you've seen it, you've done the telecast and, and talking about that because that's coming this summer. Hopefully it's still on. Uh, we don't know more until then, but uh, yeah. talk, talk about that experience. What is it watching these kids? And I, I, we've talked about this, so and I want you to share that. And Kelly's, and Ke what goes, Kelly's perspective of, of that whole event and then doing that, those TV shows from the, uh, we've got the USA Bowling, to Junior Golds, uh, share share your what, what do you think of this? Uh, it's it's the biggest event within bowling itself that I've been a part of, you know, and that's that's even bigger than than BPAA Bowl Expo and the USBC convention, and the energy level of kids from the ages of as young as nine, eight or nine years old all the way up to before safe sport 21, just that, that age ending gap right there or 20. Um, it's amazing to see the energy level, the emotional level going from, you know, winning and being high on, on having a great block to being there for the first time and finishing 754th in a field of 1200 and not understanding what that concept means. Um, but for me, because I've been a part of the TV cast for so many years now is watching the youngsters come back and again, improve, you know, multiple winners, back-to-back -back winners in the U15 and U12 event um, now on junior team USA. And her name is escaping my mind right now, but to watch each bowler progress yearly it's just fantastic. People realize when I made Team USA, the first year I made Team USA, I finished second to last the first time I went to nationals. The year after that, I set a goal to make the top 32 and I finished, or top 24, and I finished, I think, 36 or 38th. Finally, the third year, I, I qualified second and I made the team. So the goal setting has to be there and established. And to be put on perspective, you know, it's that whole meaning of, of being a shark in a pond. And then all of a sudden going into the big ocean and being a guppy amongst sharks, you get to see all the talent across the nation and realize what you're competing against and who you're going to be bowling against in college. But the best part about it, the best part about it is through the SYC events and junior gold events, you have kids all over this, this wonderful country this nation that are friends and have kept in touch through Facebook and WhatsApp and all these social media um, venues that they're now great friends and they're going to college together. They're establishing the friendship at a young age and these are going to be lifelong buddies and, and pals as they grow older. So really it's the takeaway of, of what they, what they have and, and what they gain from meeting all these wonderful bowlers. Yeah, Think about that, how that's changed from the time that you started and where we are today. Oh, wow. The storm youth, the storm youth championships have grown into something else, and I love to hear the kids come back and tell the stories about yeah. who they saw, the traveling across the country to go compete. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome, and they're very lucky to have parents that that one can afford and bring them and do it and give them as many opportunities. But there are so many of those uh, for them out there. Uh, you, you you touched a little bit on Team USA. 
what is your proudest Team USA moment? Because I know you're, you you wear that jersey really proud. Uh, what what was that what was that moment for you that said, "Wow, this is this is this is awesome." Uh, it's so hard to pinpoint just one. It really is. Um, hmm. Yeah, the first time I ever made Team USA, I got to go to Abu Dhabi and I won the singles. And no, United States hadn't won singles in I don't know how many years, how many decades it had been. And to stand on that podium and hear the national anthem thinking that's the closest I was ever going to be to the Olympics was really momentous for me. My first time ever on the team and competing in the world championships. That's that's one highlight of moments. Hard to narrow down just one. Danielle and I won the doubles event when we were in Abu Dhabi again and we took gold over Korea was a proud moment. But the goal is always to, to come back with the team event. And the fact that we won um, back in Abu Dhabi in, in, I think, 15 or 17 was the last year. 17, you know, was really pretty neat. So there's there's too many to choose from. The World Cup is something I wanted to compete in. Um, but I asked Rod Ross, I said, you know, Rod, we win the medals and we do the work, but what's your what do you what's your takeaway from it? And he said hearing that national anthem, you know, on the podium being the top three and you're you're number one and listening to your country's national anthem um, really puts in perspective of just how a small amount of you can make a huge difference and how it relates to other people within our sport itself. You, you hear that from so many different athletes and yeah. that that is a common theme, which is awesome. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. What that feeling is, somebody coming up to you uh, with a gift, and then of course that medal with, with the yeah. national anthem. That, that that's cool stuff. Uh, so, in your travels, your favorite place to travel and eat. I mean, because that that's got to go together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Oh wow, uh, I I love Australia, but my favorite place to eat is Germany. I, I love German food and then, you know, of course, the beer. It's we they had the Dream Palace, the Brunswick Euro Challenge, and it was a. Uh, uh, Beer, bowling, or beer, food, and bowling, not necessarily in that order or close to that order. <laughs> How do you go wrong with Belgian beer and then all the great, you know, schnitzels and pastas and, and um, bratwurst and everything? I do I do enjoy eating in Germany. Australia is a close second. It's so diverse. It's got every type of culture that's there, you know, and the fact that they everyone speaks English, but... It's again, how do you narrow it down? I, I go to Australia at least once a year, or I was going for about the past six or seven years coaching the youth over there. You know, when I'm competing in Germany, it's great too. So I definitely eat with my eyes and my nose, not with my brain. It idea. sounds like that might have been the inspiration for K2 Brew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love the wheat beer over there. Love the German wheat beer and the. Um, the uh, Mars and beers, oh, so good. Right. <laughs> you know what? The closest I ever got was going to Epcot and going to Germany there. <laughs> I've never been, but I'll, I'll call that my Germany, going to Epcot. There you That's, go. You know, so, too, yeah. too bad they're going to bowling lane in, in, uh, in we Epcot. We can work on that. Maybe, maybe, maybe I can talk to some people. Maybe we can pull that off. <laughs> we'll have to see. That's cool. You guys have I do have a couple of just a, a couple of off the cuff, Kelly, for our friends of our Monday night bowling show. I'm gonna ask sure. I'm gonna ask Kelly, the PBA member, the PBA Hall of Famer, some rapid fire questions like we ask on Monday night. Soon to night. be future Hall of Famer. Soon to be. Well, in, our, in my heart, you're already a Hall of Famer. So how, how about that? But okay. On a warm summer's night, it's an August day, 95 degrees, the humidity is 110. What's your what's your go-to Italian ice at night when you want to cool off? Favorite Italian ice? Oh, lemon. Oh, there you go. Tradition. Let me. Okay. okay. Yeah. She's not a Brooklyn girl. And she's not a Brooklyn girl. <laughs> That's, That's easy. A, 
It's a good answer. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Dog, nice. I like it. And the final question, what was your first car? It was a uh, Pontiac Sunbird. Oh, Two-door nice. Pontiac Sunbird. I like it. What color? Yep. Red. Red. Of course, right. It helps when, when when dad's in the business. We we got whatever it was handed to us. My sister got a little Jetta. My second sister she got a Buick Century. I got the Pontiac Sunbird. So not bad. Right. Four cylinders made its way back and forth to Kentucky for at least one year. Nice <laughs> for at least a year. <laughs> yeah, those hills in West Virginia. Let me tell you, all cylinders were were firing when I was climbing some of those hills when it was fully loaded. That's a good answer, Kelly. Thank you. It's, it's one of the other one of the other questions we're asking everybody uh, that comes on. What are you What are you watching right now? So there's so much time for TV, whether it be movies, TV shows, Netflix, Hulu, Prime. What are you catching up on? You know, I have yet to binge watch anything. I my my shows that I watch uh, faithfully are The Rookie, New Amsterdam, The Good Doctor, and A Million Little Things. So those are the shows I really try to stay on top of. Um, Hulu right now has FX and some really great original shows. So I'm going to start, uh, cluing into my Hulu application and try to catch up on some new shows there. The new one with, uh, Reese Witherspoon looks pretty good. And, um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm not really sure. You know, there's always something on, I basically been putting my TV on and turning to country music. I've got Alexa in the kitchen. She didn't hear me. That's good. Uh, and so I, I'll just tune into some music while I'm around. I did paint my office. That was one of the projects I've tackled. I'm going to do a little touch-up work in the kitchen. So I've been doing some painting projects around the house, and uh, I'm taking piles of crap and making them smaller and moving the crap to another spot in the house where I can have more crap. <laughs> well, we, 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 we've also been saying nobody has any excuse not to have anything done. Right. When we come out of oh, this, yeah say oh i've got a pile i've got this yeah. nobody has any excuse yeah, to, to say right this is the best time to do it yeah. uh well on if you're going to catch up on an old uh, fx uh uh show one of my favorite original fx is a uh, nip tuck oh yeah great oh show. okay that that's awesome. a good one i'll have to great. check that one out the original yeah. fx oh, yeah. i mean it, it's a little gory a little you know uh, but, yeah but yeah it's good plastic surgeons plastic yeah. surgeons yeah sounds great. good all right, Kel. Well, thank you so much for popping in and joining us today. We really sure. appreciate taking the time. Uh, we know this isn't easy for all of us, and we are trying to give everybody an escape out of every out of their everyday life yep. to join us for an hour here on Facebook. And uh, you and your smile certainly uh, helped brighten everybody's day. Uh, so thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you, Kelly. Yeah, thanks, guys, so much. And uh, if this goes the way I think it's going to go, if you want to. If you have any more odd questions you want to ask in the future, just give me a shout. I'll be happy to come back on. Oh, oh we would love that. We got oh. it. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, Kelly could come back and answer any of your yeah. oddball questions or anything you want to know. Hey, hey sure. Kelly, before we, Naz wants to know, do you want to dance us out? <laughs> oh, really? I don't, I, don't know, I, mean, I, don't, I, I don't know if I can see. You guys can't see. I'm. Yeah, uh, I I gotta clear my floor for my lesson at three o'clock next time. When you tune in, I'll have okay. the floor cleared and I'll show you what I taught to my group next next time we get on. How's that uh, sound? We'll do, a, we'll do a dance le lesson with Kelly. Yep, yeah. I'll put my jogging <laughs> shoes on. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Sounds right. good. Perfect. Hey, thank you again. Go to your dance class. Go have fun, and we'll keep up. Uh, stay healthy. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Yes. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much. Have a good day. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.
Very good. She's yeah. awesome. That Kelly. That was a Jersey girl. What do you expect? Right. Very yeah, good. she yeah. was a great guest. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I loved her insight. I loved her. Her honesty. She was. You could tell she's an intense competitor. Definitely. And um, I just loved everything she had to say. Yeah, she was good. Yeah, Very she, good. she definitely on the lane. She's she's fierce. Yeah, she's certainly fierce. I look at look at this comic. I, look how fierce she is. <laughs> they, they captured her so yeah. well. And look at the guy in the background. He's like, uh oh, <laughs> I messed up against the wrong person here. <laughs> well, uh, you know, we've got we're going to continue this every day. As long as we can, until further notice, we've been joking around. Yeah, yeah, UFN. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, UFN. Uh, we, we've been learning the, the new lingo. We were talking about that via text. Uh, was it uh, WFH? Work from home. Work from home. Yeah. Uh, something I never saw before until all this. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow, as you know, we are here, not at 2 o'clock, special time tomorrow night. Special time. 7 p.m. with the one and only, as Kelly said, Top bowler in the world. Top bowler yeah. in the world tomorrow. And yep. he's going to join us with the, with two hands. Yes, he is. <laughs> the one yes, and only Jason Belmonte. That's going to be awesome. So. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yep. And, and, and show business, it's prime time. It is. Pr well, prime time actually starts at 8, eight o'clock. Although, <laughs> I will tell you this. Prime time on the weekends does technically start at 7. So we're in the 7 o'clock time slot on Sunday. So that is actually, that's a good point, Frank. Prime time on the weekend, 7 p.m. Yeah. And uh, Kevin Rourke wants us to want you to know that he's in the over fifty pot this week. So if you collect it, <laughs> oh god, he'll Kevin. start collecting. Kevin, Kevin, <laughs> you're not in the over fifty pot yet. Save you ten dollars. <laughs> we'll get you one of these years. You'll get there eventually. So yesterday we told you we had two memes of the day, and we never we never got to the second meme. We were just so excited to bring Pam in and start talking. Uh, so the meme of we've got we're gonna today we have two memes of the day, and here's the first one. Uh, this goes. This this stays within the theme. Uh, oh, it's hit by the bears. There you go. Before the seven ten split, Mattis. <laughs> His mind's always in the gutter. Oh, spare <laughs> me. That's a good one. That's a good one. Very original. I like that. Uh, yep. I like that. That's a good one. Yep. That follows on the first one that, that we shared yeah. at the beginning of the week. Definitely. Uh, so you 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 also heard it here first. You ready? A little while ago, before we started, Naz and I did an interview uh, for Fox 5 News. Yep. So Fox 5 News is highlighting some of the stuff that's going on in, in our community, yep. and they reached out. So tune in to Fox 5 News tonight, the 6 o'clock show. Uh, Naz and I are, are going to be on the show from the studio. Yep. From the studio that's here, here at Grabs Country Lane. So yep. be sure to tune into Fox and, and check that out. They're telling stories of... Uh, people being being home to, to make businesses. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a little Staten Island feature from from my understanding. Yeah. And I'm glad you did that, Frank, because I can't give the competitive network. <laughs> we did being, have to ask Joe. Yeah. Being to, I uh, work for one of the networks, that's the competition. So I had to go mute button on that one. I can't talk about the other network. Sorry. <laughs> so I, I, we had two parents ask. Uh, Sarah and Kathy brought up some uh, had some two really good questions. And of course, uh, it's back to youth bowling. And they were asking about the junior gold championships and the state championships. Uh, we are still until further notice with, with information. As Chad talked a little bit uh, the other day, Chad Murphy was on the show from USBC. Uh, they're not making a decision on junior gold until June 1st. Uh, and they, the, the team there at the bowling campus youth department is looking at all, they're looking at all opportunities and ways to make the event go. Uh, it, it's an unknown. We don't know where we're going to be next week in a couple of weeks. So please stay, be patient. 
they are taking everything into consideration. Uh, Sarah makes a good point, and Kelly talked a little bit about before the age change. Some of the kids, this would, would right. be their last right. junior goal so championship. They're aging out. Yeah. They're thinking about that. That's something that's on the, on their minds. We can't let that drive decisions. Right. At the sure end of the day, so. it's, we're really, it's Safety. up to the governor yeah. Yeah. and people's health. So yeah. uh, stay tuned. And as far as the state championships go, I, knew, I do know there's conversation about postponing uh, to another date, whether we don't have them at all. Uh, they're having all of the conversations. So uh, we're in a holding pattern. Yeah. We really don't know. So stay tuned. As soon as we know and those groups get together, uh, which they are, they're, they're talking on a regular basis. Uh, yeah. But when they make an announcement, we'll be sure to share that and let you know yeah. uh, what's happening from, this, from New York State youth side to junior golds, whatever it might be. As soon as we have it, yeah, we'll, we'll share it. I do know that uh, they have extended the deadline for uh, qualifiers, for local qualifi local qualifiers to uh, June 15th, I believe. Yeah. So I know there was some concern about uh, bowlers who are missing opportunities now to qualify. But now with the deadline extended uh, at least a month, uh, you know, hopefully there'll be some additional opportunities. So, yeah. and hopefully, uh, you know, uh, we're looking forward to still having junior gold, but, um, you know, we're in a time where we, you know, we kind of have to think outside of ourselves and the things that we might be disappointed about and yeah. think of the health and well-being of the country yeah. and all of us. I mean, look, they canceled, not canceled, but they postponed the Masters. We were talking about the Masters how it was going to be Easter Sunday, and I had my bottle of wine all picked out. I was going to drink while I was watching the golf, yeah. and now it's postponed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they, they, they even postponed the Indy 500. Yeah. They pushed it back to August, yeah. first time ever in history. Joe, you can still drink the bottle. Oh, I intend to. <laughs> I intend to drink the bottle. Right? I hope they at least show last year's Masters when Tiger won, so it'll be something to watch again. I mean, that's you know better than nothing. That was, that, that was awesome. That was awesome. That was something that was awesome. to watch. Yep. Uh, So I was going back to what Naz was talking about. On Junior Golds, we have two qualifiers that were on the schedule, one for this past weekend, one coming up. So knowing the June 15th deadline at this point, uh, we will we will plan to host both of those events for qualifying opportunities. Uh, again, when we know more, you'll, you'll, you'll be the... You'll be the first to know live. Yes, this is the live. fountain of information. <laughs> <laughs> live, live from Rams. Hey, you want to talk about a lineup the rest of the week? Yes. We've got some stuff going on. Obviously, Frankie mentions earlier um, that tomorrow we will have the top bowler in the world, Jason Belmonte, joining us tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. And Joe will be back. So, and Joe will be back. And Joe Bruno. And Joe right. Bruno yeah. will be here, too. So we'll Joe have Bruno. a full team. Yeah. We're going to have to figure out our table set up here, and uh, but we'll we'll take care of that. We got to have all day tomorrow. Yeah. On uh, Monday, Bill Salvatore will be joining us, and um, do we have a second? Well, we're gonna. It's going to be a, a super local bowler uh, Monday. Yes. <laughs> we're going to bring in some uh, some of our fans from from here from here from Rabs, and Billy's one of them. And uh, we're going to surprise you with whoever else on Monday. There may be a good-looking sighting along the way, too. <laughs> Mr. Mr. G, and I don't mean the weatherman, but Mr. G might be popping in. I like it. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday, we've got our friend Dennis Sermonek. He's going to talk a little bit about what's going out, going on in the stock market. Stock stock market. <laughs> and, uh, and what's happening out there. So he's got some great insight. He's been sharing along himself. And uh, the rest of the week, we got two other great guests that were lined up. On Wednesday, we have PWBA champion Stephanie Johnson, nice. uh, another pro bowler, and I'm sure that'll be a, a 
another show, another popular show. So please be sure to tune in and get your questions ready for Stephanie. We're thrilled to have her. And then our, our friend Frank DeSocio from uh, the Bowling Proprietors Association, the executive director, is going to come and talk a little bit about uh, what's going on in the industry and, and the world around us here in the bowling centers. Uh, there's a there's a lot. We have a lot of bowling centers throughout the country that are closed, uh, doing doing things like this, keeping their food food business open. Uh, and BPA is there helping us as our trade association. So he's going to come talk about the landscape of the bowling centers and what's happening out there. He's a paisan. Oh, he's he's, sure. he's sure. paisan from, from New York City. He's from this area. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah. When you Perfect. hear him, you're going to know. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. And on Friday, uh, we have a Wagner uh, college coach. Uh, his name Joe is Ambrose. Joe Ambrose. Um, he will be joining us and talking about the new program that they're setting up. And we will have a college bowling program on Staten Island at Wagner College. Very nice. And uh, Janine Murphy from Newdorp High School will also be joining us. And we're excited. And uh, you will feel some energy on that Friday show, I can guarantee you. <laughs> uh, Janine will, you will pretty much feel her through your television screens. And uh, she's great. She's going to be a great source. She'll talk to parents maybe a little bit, touch on um, uh, maybe how to help you cope and how to help uh, some of the students cope with being home for an extended period of time. And uh, yeah, that takes us to Saturday. Oof. Very nice. We got a busy week. Yes. So we again, with, week. we are here daily until further notice. You <laughs> I like that. And so please continue to join us two o'clock every day, except for tomorrow. Tomorrow on at a special time, 7 p.m. Eastern with Jason Belmonte. Uh, we're excited. Joe and Joe, we said, will be back. And uh, be, keep, 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 Keep thinking about us. We we keep thinking about you. We miss seeing your faces. Yeah. Uh, we've given you so many reasons not to miss ours as, as we're in your on your phones or on your computer screens every day. <laughs> every right? day. And, yeah. However you're watching. So That's right. thank you for, right. for tuning in. Uh, tonight, 6 o'clock news, five, Fox 5. Uh, go check it out. Where Naz and I are, are gave a little interview before. So thanks for joining <laughs> us. Like, share. If you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe. You know what I mean? Oh, see, thank you. That's why uh, this That's why Lizzo, a producer, is invaluable. I, I, I had it here as our closer. So, uh, she makes the big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching on